It's time for the most interactive radio program in Las Vegas today. It's time for Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro. Brian will talk sports, politics, entertainment, and anything that matters to you. Feel free to call Brian at 702-221-7283. You want answers? I want the truth! Now, Pushing the Limits, here's Brian Shapiro. Las Vegas, what's going on, man? Is my mic on? Am I good to go? All right, good. Thank you. That was done on purpose. Nobody wants me on the air. That, that, that must be what it is. Anyway, what's up, everybody? Pushing the limits time on a Monday. So glad you could join us. Oh, boy, do we have a lot of stuff happening over the weekend. Some really good stuff and some really bad stuff. Some tragic stuff. Some emotional stuff. It was a great sports weekend, by the way. We'll get to all that good stuff. Also, I want to announce that we are streaming video live right now on my Twitter page, which is Pushing pushing Limits LV, for you older people out there that don't use a Twitter, at Pushing Limits LV. And when you stream, you'll understand why I have a face for radio. So go check it out, at Pushing Limits LV. We are not only on the great 1400 KSHP, broadcasting around the world, ladies and gentlemen, because I know there's people in Afghanistan right now that are listening. But you can also check me out. Video. By the way, before we get to the, the show rundown and everything we're going to do, if you guys actually listen to this show, you might make a little bit of money. I'm not saying I, I don't I'm not one of those guys who sells sports picks, and I'm not one of those guys who pretends to know everything about everything, but I'm pretty knowledgeable when it comes to golf. So on Wednesday afternoon last week, I was previewing the Masters. And at the end of the show, we gave our picks who we thought was going to win. Somebody picked Scotty Scheffler. I, I, I don't remember who. Maybe, uh, Numchuk, can you play that audio for me, please? What what, what exactly, who gave out the, those picks and, and what exactly was it? Can you play that audio for me? Can't wait. Who wins the Masters? Quick, give me, oh, give me, it. give me, it. Uh, yeah, uh, give me it. Victor Hovland. Victor Hovland. Tiger Woods. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with. Uh, oh boy, Scotty Scheffler. Mm, I gotta good go pick. Good pick. Got it. Got it. Yeah, it was a good pick. You bastards. It was a good pick. Scotty Scheffler, the winner of the Masters. By the way, I also said Tiger Woods was gonna make the cut. I said he would falter on the weekend. Everything I said came to fruition. I made a few bucks. So uh, Dennis Silver's the golf guru. Although they should call me the golf guru. Why do they call Dennis the golf guru? But uh, anyway, my friend Dennis Silver's going to join us in hour number two. We're going to talk a little bit about Tiger because that was a huge story. Uh, How he fared, what does his future look like? And of course, we're going to talk about the winner of the Masters, uh, Scotty Scheffler. So that'll be in hour number two. What a a horrible, tragic story that we had over the weekend. I hate to start with some... uh, Bad news here, but this 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 really is horrible, and it was shocking. And, and as I learned over the weekend, as you all did as well, uh, of course, I'm talking about uh, Dwayne Haskins' death. You know, a standout player, fantastic player in college, uh, and uh, of course, NFL played for a couple teams in the NFL. You know, the, the, when I first hear about a story like this, the first thing that comes to my mind isn't thinking about his football career. I'm thinking about his family. I'm thinking about his friends, and the circumstances of this crash are really weird. I mean, he was walking down. Uh, this interstate highway trying to cross a highway and he was hit by a dump truck 
at, at like 6.30 in the morning. So the circumstances surrounding this whole thing is weird. My first question is, what the hell is he doing walking on a highway at 6.30 in the morning? I mean, what are you doing walking on a highway to begin with? Uh, it, the story doesn't make any sense to me, but what we know is that the tragic part of it is that this young man at 24 years old has lost his life. So that's the first thing, of course, that enters my mind. And, and again, of course, the, the circumstances surrounding it are very odd. But it's tragic and it's horrible. With that being said, there were some people out there that really didn't show any bit of caring or empathy for his family. And ESPN's Adam Schefter is certainly one of those people. He's been facing a lot of backlash over the last 24 to 48 hours. The reason is he put out a tweet that has since been deleted. And in that tweet that he put out, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much uh, reading verbatim of, of what this tweet was. He said, Dwayne Haskins, a standout at Ohio State, before struggling to catch on with Washington and Pittsburgh in the NFL, died this morning. Completely inappropriate. And the reason why it's inappropriate is because the man just died. Nobody wants here to hear talk about how he struggled. Now, if you want to throw in there that he played with two teams... Fine, no problem. He's an NFL, he was an NFL player that played with Pittsburgh and Washington. I don't have a problem with that. But to say that he struggled and to talk about you know where his football career was at, to me, is so insensitive to his friends and his family. And listen, Schefter has since apologized. I don't think it was malicious. He didn't do it on purpose. He's a football reporter. And sometimes when you're a football reporter, uh, you, you, should, you should still know better. But a lot of people have been taken to social media and going after Schefter. No, I do not think Schefter should lose his job. I don't think he should be fired. He apologized. He knows he was wrong. But, folks, when somebody loses their life, and this is just this is a horrible story. The kid, 24 years old, who died uh, Florida Highway Patrol on the I-595 westbound lanes. Uh, again, my question is, what the hell is he doing walking on a highway at 630 in the morning? The circumstances of this are very strange. But yeah, I mean, my first reaction, of course, is my heart goes out to his family. It's a terrible situation. You know, I, I would assume, he, you know, he has parents and brothers, sisters, most likely, and a lot of loved ones and friends and family, and, and Burrow was, was commenting on him, and, and so many NFL players that have played with him or, or even played against him, friends. Uh, it's a tragic situation. So Adam Schefter needs to know better. I'm glad he apologized, but you need to treat people with with more respect and, and I think he knows that and moving forward this goes for anybody right it goes for anybody I'll give you a perfect example of what I am talking about and I'm going to turn to politics anybody who listens to me or has been listening to me on the radio for a long time knows how much I despise Donald Trump the human being but if something happened to him or a member of his family the last thing I would do is go on social media and, you know, talk about the January 6th insurrection or how he incited that or doing this. No, I, I would just stay away from that stuff. Because somebody has friends and family that are grieving and it's just it's, it's an inappropriate time to do it. So anyway, he was wrong. And I will say my thoughts and prayers go out to this poor kid's family because it's a terrible situation. He was young. He had his entire life ahead of him. And uh, it goes to show you how precious life is doesn't matter how old you are it doesn't matter how much money you have how famous you are um you know life can end at any moment and i think uh sticking on the the football train of thought here i think henry ruggs is another perfect example of that because we remember uh tina tintor uh the young woman 
who lost her life because Ruggs decided to drive drunk going 150 miles an hour into a 35-mile-an-hour zone. Well, I got to tell you, I heard some audio over the weekend that really pissed me off because I'm, I'm, I'm just sick of Henry Ruggs. I want him to go to jail, lock him up, throw away the key, which is probably not going to happen. He's probably going to get a slap on the wrist maybe a year or two behind bars. With that being uh, said, his former Alabama teammate, Jalen Waddell, did this podcast with Pac-Man Jones. And again, Pac-Man Jones is another scumbag. I remember the stuff he did when he was in town for the NBA All-Star Weekend. Pac-Man Jones is a scumbag. And I understand that there are some teammates of Henry Ruggs that are there for him, that want to support him. And listen, that's fine. I get that. But I think Jalen Waddell, his former teammate, said something very stupid. Now, again, this was on a podcast with Pac-Man Jones. Pac-Man Jones asking Henry Ruggs, former Alabama teammate Jalen Waddell, have you spoken to Henry Ruggs? Are you still supporting him? Have a listen to this. That bond that I think all the receivers got in that in that room is like, I mean, that's going to be like forever. Like, brothers, all of them. Not even the ones you might not even like know about or hear. That room's kind of close. So, you know, um, I mean, it's a, t- it's a tough situation, especially for a guy yeah. like that who really, you know. It's a good guy. Good person. Yeah. You know, good dude. And then out of all of us, you know, that would be the person that you least expect something like that to happen to. But, yeah, we, we definitely stay in contact. Um, I know he got a legal situation, so I don't want to touch on it, like, live yeah. too much because yeah, I don't yeah. know what, you yeah. know, what it's called. But, yeah, I definitely – you know, he knows much love. I respect that, though. I respect that a lot. Yeah, I'm with them. We stay in touch. Yeah. All of us. All of us stay in touch. But he knows love over him. Well, when, when it happens to a guy that you said you expected that from the least, what did it teach you about just how fragile everything is? It seemed like it can happen to anybody. Yeah. You, you got your antennas up, right? Like, it's just eye-opening. Okay, so I understand everything that Jalen said, except for the last 10 seconds there. This could not happen to anybody. You know what? Any of us could be killed by a drunk driver. That could happen to anybody. I am never going to drive a car 150 miles an hour into a 35-mile-an-hour zone. I certainly won't be driving a car junk. And I would like to think the overwhelming majority of society, this would not happen to you because you know better. The guy was going 150 miles an hour into a 35-mile-an-hour zone, drunk, So I disagree. That is an ignorant statement to make. This could not happen to anybody. And by the way, somebody that you least expect this could have happened to, this is a guy who's been speeding on the highways and speeding on side streets since he owned a sports car. So again, I disagree with that. I understand the fact that this was your former teammate in college. I get you're going to defend him. I get you have a love for him, and you guys are still close. But stop the nonsense that this could have happened to anybody. Not anybody decides to get behind the wheel drunk. And not anybody decides to drive a car 150 miles an hour, which ends up killing somebody and burning this poor girl to death. Can we stop feeling sorry for Henry Ruggs? Can these former players stop feeling sorry for him and feel sorry for the victim and the victim's family? He didn't even mention that. I don't care if this guy's your friend or not. Why don't you mention the girl that's six feet underneath the ground now because your former stupid teammate killed her. He murdered her with his vehicle. That's exactly what happened. So no, I disagree with you, sir. This could not happen to anybody. You can be killed by a drunk driver. That could happen to anybody. Somebody can go through a stop sign and kill you at any moment. 
That could happen to anybody. But not anybody is dumb enough to get behind the wheel drunk and to be going 150 miles an hour on a side street in Las Vegas. Can we just stop that? It gets me so pissed off. Why why do all of these former players, know him or not, feel sorry for him? And why do they not have the frame of mind or the empathy to even mention the victim? I bet you this guy doesn't even know the victim's name. And listen, his teammate didn't kill this poor girl. I get that. I understand that this was his teammate and their brothers. I get it. If you want to say you feel sorry for Henry Ruggs, I don't. But if you want to make those statements, fine. I don't agree with you, but fine. I don't feel sorry for Henry Ruggs at all. He did it to himself. But don't say this could happen to anybody. Going through a stop sign. Maybe. Your brakes go out on your car when you're on the highway and something tragic happens. Maybe. Those things happen. Those are accidents. This was not an accident. It's not an accident when you decide to get behind the wheel of a car drunk. And it's certainly not an accident when you put your pedal to the metal, driving a very powerful and fast sports car at 150 miles an hour on a side street on Rainbow. That's not an accident. It's not an accident that we have a a, a young woman, I believe 19 years old, six feet underneath the ground, never be able to see her family again and her dog. That's not an accident. It just gets me so angry when some of these celebrities... Look, anybody drives drives drunk behind the wheel and kills somebody. It gets, it gets me angry. Anybody. Especially, you know, when, when you have somebody with so much money and so much talent and ability and his whole life in front of him and you ruin it and you kill somebody. And I don't want to hear your friends. I don't want to hear your former teammates. I don't want to hear people feeling sorry for you. I don't want to hear that. And I don't understand when you're asked that question and say, listen, it's a horrible situation. Uh, You know, I love the guy. I'm still going to support him. That's fine. I get that. It could happen to anybody. Give me a break, man. Uh, It just just, just drives me nuts when when I hear stuff like that. It really, really ticks me off. Can we stop feeling sorry for drunk drivers that kill innocent people? I don't care how famous you are. And by the way, can we stop feeling sorry about Jesse Smollett? How about that for starters? I don't know. Have you heard this new uh, this new song after Jesse Smollett was released from jail? That's right, ladies and gentlemen. He's got a new song out now. Uh, and in this song, he has some very interesting lyrics uh, that have come out. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not buying any of his music. I would never purchase anything Jesse Smollett. That's for sure. I certainly wouldn't do that. Uh, but like I said, it's on the heels of his pending uh, appeal. I mean, I, I don't even know how you could appeal his case. What is in Jesse Smollett in this case where you could actually say, oh, you know what? He's innocent. I mean, the evidence is overwhelming that he staged this hate crime, which is despicable. So he's been out for three weeks now. And he just put out this new song. Uh, and it's it's kind of funny and pathetic in the same sense. I want to play you a little tidbit. This is Jesse Smollett and his new song. I almost said new hit song, but not really. Not too many people are buying it. But I'm laughing at it, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jesse Smollett. He just cut a new single uh, after being out of jail for about three weeks. Here we go. Like they held me, not solving the crime, taking out the elements of race and trans and homophobia, and straight taking lives. 
But turn around and act like I'm the one that killed the strides Maybe we stick together Maybe we read more Instead of saying it's above me now Brother, you sure? I can't be mad Take my ego out Some people searching for fame Some people chasing that cloud Just remember this This ain't that situation You think I'm stupid enough to Yeah, yeah I, I actually think he is stupid He just said you think I'm stupid Yes, I do When you, when you um, stage your own hate crime uh, which is exactly what Jesse Smollett does. Forgive me for saying this. Yes, Jesse, I think you are stupid. I'm sorry to interrupt this beautiful song. Go ahead. I think I'm stupid enough to keep my reputation. Just simply to look like a victim, like it's something fun. I better look at someone else, the wrong one. But I want to thank y'all. I know I still got you. Wait, hold on. It's for the people who kept it. Who's he thanking? I'm confused. I want to thank you all. What, like the, maybe the 20... The 20 Jesse Smollett fans, super fans. I don't understand. Who's he thanking? Basically, everybody, just about 99% of people in this country think you're a scumbag. 99% of the people in this country. By the way, this is horrible music. It's terrible. 99%. I, I might actually rather listen to this than, than Justin Bieber, though. I'll be honest. But uh, nothing against uh, the Biebs. I just don't have the Bieber fever. But uh, who's he thanking? Dumpchuck, is he thanking you? I don't know. I hope so. Are you, a just, are you a Jesse Smollett supporter? Oh, no. Oh, you're no, not? No, no, okay. no. What would you rather listen to, this or, or Biebs? Biebs. Biebs you're, has got some decent music. You got the Bieber fever? Is no that Bieber it is? fever. Is just, that, are you sure about that? Yeah. You look like the kind of guy that would have the Bieber fever. No, not at all. Oh, uh, all right. Okay, fair enough. Can we go back to the song now? Do we have to? All yeah, right, yeah, yeah go do. ahead. Finish it. Thank y'all. I know I still got you. It's for the people who kept it real, kept it true. Like, let me phrase that cuz the narrative they play. I really understand the reason why y'all felt betrayed. They had my own people, thoughts going off the wall. That's why from LD to Don, I still got love for y'all. I know we'll meet again, talk like real men, instead of sharing shaded rooms and up on CNN. Thunder's mad loud, still I'm pushing through the clouds. All I ever really wanted to do was make my people proud. Fame is nothing real, it's how you make them feel. Celebrities for the birds, I ain't no man of All right, cut it. I can't take any more of this. It's just so horrible. I really, I can't take it. That might have been the best part, though. I'd rather watch uh, paint paint dry on the wall than, than listen on, to this guy. On. Thank you, God. Ah. not awful it's terrible get rid of it it's killing me we're done you're killing me sorry it's just awful oh my gosh listen i am not a very violent person and i don't condone violence but if there's anybody that get deserves to get the crap beat out of them behind bars it would be jesse smollett really now i understand he's not a rapist he's not a murderer you know the crime doesn't go to that level but this guy is such a piece of garbage the fact that he still claims innocent if he just apologized like from day one if he just said you know what yes i did do this i'm so sorry uh you know the reason why i did it is because i wanted to raise awareness to hate crimes and i know i did a disservice to all of you i'm so sorry if he just did that, we would have forgot about this. He, he probably wouldn't have even gone to jail. He probably would have gotten probation. And you know what? We would have moved on. All right, glad you admitted you were at fault. Fine. The reason why he's going to jail and the reason why he's probably not going to be getting any gigs. What's so funny, Dumbchuck? What's so funny? Well, what, what just happened? Oh, Chris Wynn in it. Go ahead and read it. Chris Wynn sending us text messages in the middle of the show. That song is awful. 
LOL. I'd We're rather... reading a Chris Wynn text message that he just sent us in the middle of the show. I'd what rather listen to to wall to wall see win ad spots on KSHP. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Learn to spell T or uh, yeah. Fair enough. Thank you, C. Wynn, for interrupting the show. We appreciate it. Um, what was I just saying? I just lost my train of thought. What was I just talking about? I was talking about Jesse Smollett and what a great person he is. Is that what I was just saying? Yeah. I, I think I was just talking yeah. about Yeah. No, really. I, if Will Smith smacked the crap out of him, I wouldn't feel bad for him at all. Uh, by the way, Will Smith was uh, 10 years. 10 years he's banned from the Oscars, by the way. Can you believe that? I, I do. Yeah. Uh, George Carlin said the new seven dirty words that you can't say on the radio uh, is making fun of a G.I. Jane. And uh, talking about Jada Pickett-Smith. Those are the new seven dirty words. But uh, anyway, no, in all seriousness, that is a horrible song. It's terrible. The fact that he's trying to capitalize off of this is even more despicable. Jesse Smollett needs to just go away. He's a moron, uh, and he deserves jail time. Uh, He should have never been released from jail. He's despicable. He's an embarrassment to the gay community and to black people across the country and any victim of a real hate crime. He's an embarrassment. Uh, He is mentally ill. Uh, There's something not right about this guy just admit what you did although hey listen i'm sure he's innocent i'm sure that i'm sure the people that he worked with on set and his friends that that were helping him work out i'm sure those are the guys that assaulted him and, and said maga country in the middle of the night i'm sure i'm sure they just decided to, to throw bleach on this guy and, and put a noose around his neck by the way that noose which was very loose uh, 45 minutes was still on his neck until cops said you can take that off now but no I, i'm sure he's innocent I'm sure this was a real crime that was committed. Give me an effing break. And now this guy is making rap songs. Yeah, I got a rap song for you, Jesse Smollett. Shut the F up. That's the name of my new song. Shut the F up and go to jail, you moron. You despicable person. By the way, he always sucked as an actor. It was sucked on it. You ever watch Empire, by the way? No. No, it's horrible. It's a terror. I didn't enjoy it. Maybe because Jesse Smollett was in it. Oh, they didn't pay me enough money because I'm gay. They didn't pay me enough money because I'm black. No, they didn't pay you as much money as some of the other because you're not a good actor. That's why. It's got nothing to do with your sexuality, you dope. What's that? What are you playing? What is that? That's some uh, Biebs. Oh, you're playing Bieber? Some Biebs. Oh, jeez. Boy, you're really starting to... You really want to fire me up this morning playing Bieber on Pushing the Limits. Oh, my God. You know, I sat like... uh, we're going to get to the Lakers here in a couple minutes. You know, I sat like three seats away from Justin Bieber for the Lakers-Phoenix game this year. True story, actually. I went to a game. I'm going to name drop now. I went to a, a, a Laker game sitting courtside with Vivica Fox. She took me to a game. And I'm like three seats away from Justin Bieber. And he's sitting there with Kendall Jenner. And it's like, you know, it's it's L.A., right? It's, it was like 80 degrees out. And the guy's wearing a winter hat. And he's wearing these... Uh, like MC Hammer pants from like 30 years ago. And I'm like, you look ridiculous. You look ridiculous. Now, I'll be honest with you. I'm very jealous that he's went all, all these hot women and he sits courtside for all these Laker games. I, I am jealous. But but why do you why does he wear clothes like that? I don't understand. It's the new fashion. It's, have you seen kids today? It's ridiculous. No, I haven't seen kids dress Go like that. Go look at them. They're, they're dressed yeah. like MC Hammer and they're wearing winter hats. And yeah. That's, that's supposed to be cool? Yeah. Like Vanilla Ice, he was cool back when Ice Ice Baby came out, but nobody's wearing clothes like that now. No. MC Hammer, or what is his name, Hammer now? I don't know what his name is. Back in the day, nobody's wearing clothes like that now. Are people really dressed like that now? Yeah, that's... He wears his... You know what I'm talking about, right? He yeah. wears his stupid orange the hat. ski hat. Yeah. The, yeah, he wears the stupid ski hat and, and, and those stupid pants where, where a bunch of homeless people could live in his pants. Why does he do that? 
because it's the fashion. But I don't see who else is dressed like that. Everybody, go outside and look. Who? I haven't seen one person dressed like that. Who? Are you being serious? Do no, people really dress like go, that? Go to L.A. and you'll see a hundred thousand people that look just like Biebs. You'll be like, "Is that Bieber? No, that's not Bieber. Is no, that's not Bieber. Oh, that's not Bieber either." All right. I it, thought I, I thought I saw Adam Hill wearing pants like that. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But anyway, uh, <laughs> it's pushing the limits right here on KSHP. Glad you could join us. Uh, making fun of Justin Bieber's apparel, even though he's worth about $500 million more than I am. Uh, well, you know what? I don't know. I, I, I dug into his bank account a little bit. I did win some money on the Masters. We're going to get to that in hour number two. Dennis Silvers, the golf guru, will be joining us. But coming up next, folks, uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about your L.A. Lakers. Well, they're not really your L.A. Lakers. Uh, but uh, in case you were wondering, uh, the search is on for a new basketball coach. Oh, yeah, Jared Kushner's in the news. Why is it that all these people that want to talk about Hunter Biden's laptop, they don't want to talk about how Jordan, uh, Jordan Jared Kushner, uh, his firm, got a $2 billion uh, wealth fund run by uh, the Crown Prince? That's right. Nobody wants to talk about that. $2 billion, geez, I wonder how he got that. I wonder how he was able to... Shape that out. I wonder what Khashoggi, Khashoggi's uh, family uh, thinks about this. But, but you know, these people that want to talk about Hunter's laptop and how he might have hired a few hookers back in the day and did some cocaine, that seems to be more important to them than national security and Jared Kushner's little deal with the Saudis. We'll talk about that. I do want to get to the Lakers when we come back. Uh, they are on the look for a new head basketball coach. I got a few names that I think could work. Uh, no, it's not TJ Otzelberger. I know what you were thinking. But we'll take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. I got my peaches out in Georgia. Ooh, yeah. I get my weed from California. That's that. I took my chick up to the north, yeah. I get my light right from the source, yeah. All right. If you're uh, listening to Pushing the Limits right now, you know that Brian is about to vomit in his mouth because Numchuck is playing Justin Bieber music and he knows how much I hate Justin Bieber. Well, hate is a very strong word. I dislike his music, okay? Give me some alternative rock, man. Give me some Alice in Chains. Give me some Pearl Jam. Give me some, you know, give me some Soundgarden. Justin Bieber, I'm just going to throw up. Anyway, welcome back. That's that's what happens when you listen to Pushing the Limits. You throw up. Uh, Don't worry, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, I will not be taking my shirt off in studio, even though you've heard rumors that that might happen. That is not going to happen. Anyway, uh, so one thing I will tell you, though. A place that does not make me throw up. Isn't that a great way to start a live read and add? Place that great. does not make me vomit. They do not play Justin Bieber music, as far as I know. They actually play really good music. One of my favorite bars in town is Jackson's Bar and Grill, located right there on Jones and Flamingo. Great gaming bar, great food, great atmosphere, great bartenders, great employees there. And they have some great promotions. You walk in there, you mention my name and the name of this show. You sign up for a player's card. You get $10 free slot play. You get another 100 points. You get another $20 in free slot play. And we know how much, how expensive gas is these days. They also, if, if you get to 100 points, you get your uh, name in an electronic drum. And they do drawings every week for gas cards. $100 gas cards. How cool is that? So please check them out. Jackson's Bar and Grill located right there on Flamingo and Jones. Tell them the Shappy sent you and get that free slot play. Okay. So I can walk in and say Shappy sent me? 
And I'll get you got to say pushing the limits, too. Okay. Yeah, you got a good try. You got to say pushing the limits, too. You can do that. Get your $10 free slot play, and then you can buy some more of your Dr. Peppers that you drink every yes. day. Yes. Um, so the Lakers are have not had a really good year. I think that's probably an understatement, right? Now, listen, a lot of people are saying what a great coach Frank Vogel is. Listen, I know he did a pretty good job in Indiana, but he didn't have the pressures uh, like in L.A. I don't think he had anything to do with that NBA championship, the coronavirus championship, as I call it. Uh, we all knew that Frank Vogel was going to go. He's going to be fired today as the Lakers head coach no longer. Uh, but I got to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. I, I will defend Frank Vogel on this one. This is not on him. Maybe 10%. Frank Vogel did not want Russell Westbrook. Lakers management did not want Russell Westbrook. This was 150% LeBron James. I don't put all the responsibility on LeBron James. You look at Anthony Davis, who's 27 years old. He's supposed to be in his prime. He's injury prone. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that have criticized him. I think Anthony Davis is a big issue here. The guy can't stay healthy. And when he is healthy, he does not play like one of the top five players in the league that he should. And I also put some responsibility on LeBron James. I understand he's averaging all these points and assists and rebounds. I get all that. But LeBron James is not managing this team well. Uh, The wrong players are on this team. There's certain players that shouldn't be there, Russell Westbrook being one of them. And uh, you got to put some of the responsibility on LeBron. Now listen, I've heard uh, there's a few coaches uh, that I've heard out there that could get this job, Juwan Howard being probably the front runner right now. I don't think that's going to be a good hire. I really don't. You go from college to the NBA that fast. I don't care what kind of NBA experience you have as a player. And listen, Juwan Howard was a great college player and was a great NBA player. But I'm not sure. How, how, how is that going to work? Juwan Howard butting heads with LeBron James. If things don't work out, that could get really ugly fast. Frank Vogel is obviously a, a non-confrontational guy. He pretty much probably let LeBron handle things I'm not sure Juwan Howard is that guy, and he's going to come in there. You know, a former All-Star is not going to come in there and just let LeBron do whatever he wants. So I'm not sure if that's a good uh, fit. You know, obviously, Teron Lue's a fantastic coach, and he's doing a great job for the Clippers. You need a a Teron Lue-type guy, somebody that players will respect, somebody that has a lot of coaching experience in the NBA. Juwan Howard has little to none. So I don't know. I don't know if that is going to be the right guy for the job, but I would be willing to bet you that he's a front-runner right there with Nick Nurse. Toronto, I don't think Nick Nurse would be a good guy for this position either. It's tough. There's not a lot of guys out there. I mean, I think of a guy like a Doc Rivers, a former NBA player who has a ton of coaching experience. Listen, Doc's not going anywhere. He's doing a great job in Philadelphia. There's not many guys like that. Who else can you name that's a former player I could give you a guy who never played in the NBA who I think would be a perfect fit in L.A. because he was able to do a good job in New York, and that's Jeff Van Gundy. Now, I don't think Jeff Van Gundy is going to come out of coaching retirement. He's a hell of a broadcaster. I think he's a heck of a coach. I believe Jeff Van Gundy would be the best guy for the job. He knows how to coach in a big market. He knows how to handle the stress. He did it in New York. I understand he never won an NBA championship, but he made that New York Knicks team a good, good basketball team. And they were like one shot away from making the NBA Finals. So, you know, that's the guy that I would look at. I would want to get Jeff Van Gundy in there. The guy is a player's coach. He's a fantastic coach. He hasn't coached in a while. You know, he probably wouldn't want the job. Maybe he doesn't want it. I don't know. But anyway, we'll have to see what happens there. So before I get to this uh, Jared Kushner story, 
I got to start with the Vegas Golden Knights story. So I went to the game over the weekend, and not a surprise. They were able to, uh, the Knights were able to take care of business against Arizona. Right now, if you ask me, what are the odds on them making the playoffs? I'd say it's a coin flip. I think it's 50 50. Uh, and, you know, the thing about the NHL is once you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. So you get in the playoffs, who knows? You know, who knows what I, Do I think they're a Stanley Cup contender? Absolutely not, for a lot of different reasons. Now, I've had my criticisms about Robin Leonard, as I'm sure many of you do as well. I don't think he's the right guy for this job. He's a good goalie. He's a start, legitimate starting goaltender in the NHL, and he has flashes of brilliance. You guys all know my feelings on Marc-Andre Fleury and the way the organization handled that, and, and a lot of managerial... Is that even a word? Managerial decisions, uh, bad decisions have been made uh, by the Knights organization. With that being said, at the Knights game the other night, a Vegas Golden Knights fan was wearing a shirt that said, quote, Robin Leonard sucks. We deserve better. So my friend Danny Negreanu, who's a you know, VGK super fan and a uh, obviously World Series of Poker champion, He's a big Vegas Golden Knights fan. So he got into it with this guy. Because, you know, Daniel's uh, good friends with Robin Leonard. And I love Daniel. You know, we disagree a little bit on Robin Leonard, but I love Daniel. So Daniel sends me a text message the next day, and he goes, I, I, this guy wanted to kick my ass. He told me to take my jersey off. And, and this, guy, uh, this guy kicks, you know, said basically said in a nutshell um, that this guy wanted to beat my ass. And he wanted me to take off my jersey. Inappropriate. So here's, here's my thoughts on this. And I, I want to ask you guys this question. If you're at a home game and you see somebody wearing a shirt about one of the players on the Knights, in this case, Robin Leonard, and somebody's wearing a shirt. And by the way, I posted the picture of this guy wearing the shirt on my Twitter page. And I also want to remind people at Pushing Limits LV right now, we are streaming video live. If you uh, find me on Twitter, Pushing Limits LV. So I posted this on my Twitter page. And I said, and this is how I feel. I said, this has taken it a step too far. You can disagree with Robin Leonard. First of all, I don't think Robin Leonard sucks. He's still a good goaltender. He's not. I don't think he's the right guy for this job, as I've said before. But how do you feel about somebody... In your home arena, T-Mobile, wearing a shirt that says, Robin Leonard sucks, we deserve better. I think, it's, I think it's over a line that you probably shouldn't cross. Now listen, he has a right to wear that shirt. This fan has a right to do that. For example, Russell Westbrook. If people are going to scream out Westbrook or Russell Westbrook sucks, I don't necessarily have a problem with that because Westbrook's had a horrendous year and he's part of the reason why the Lakers aren't making the playoffs. He deserves that criticism. I don't think Robin Leonard does. I don't think Robin Leonard has sucked. He's been all right. He's not the reason why the Knights are struggling just to get into the playoffs in the final spot. It's not all on Robin Leonard. I believe it's on management. So I guess my question to the listeners is this, and I'll open up the phone lines on this. Do you think it's inappropriate for somebody at a Vegas Golden Knights game wearing a shirt that says, Robin Leonard sucks, we deserve better. Do you think that fan is over the line? Would you say something to him? Or do you go on the other side of it and say, hey, listen, not only do I agree with him, but I think that fan has the right to wear whatever shirt he wants to wear. I think it's wrong. I think that that fan took it a little bit too far. 
And you don't want to wear a Robin Leonard jersey, fine. But telling other people to take off their jersey and, and threatening them, it's just beyond inappropriate. That's what happened to Danny Negreanu. So the number to call, I'm curious to know what you guys think about this out there. You know, uh, number is 702-221-7283. And again, that number, if you want to be a part of the conversation, is 702-221-7283. Now, I don't want to put words in, in, in Brian Blessing's mouth, the late Brian Blessing, who we miss very much. But I would have to think that Brian Blessing would agree with me on this. Uh, knowing Brian, he's, you know, he's a, always a compassionate guy. You know, great hockey mind and great hockey knowledge. I can't imagine Brian Blessing would have agreed with this as well. I think we would have been on the same page here. And I think most fans would have been on the same page. So I ask you all again, do you think this is inappropriate? Seeing a fan walking around with a Robin Leonard jersey. Um, are you okay with that? Do you agree? Do you disagree with it? Do you think that fan uh, went a little bit too far? Again, that number, 221-7283. Let's go to Stan. Stan is up on Pushing the Limits. What's up, Stan? Yes, I would say as long as uh, it's not sexual, there's no uh, drug references and no violence and maybe some other things that I haven't thought of, then it should be okay. Uh, because these, these, these people are professional athletes. They should be able to tolerate being told that they suck. Yeah, listen, I, I understand what you're saying, and the guy's not breaking any laws. I agree with you. The Vegas Gold, Well, let me ask you another question then. If somebody within the Vegas Golden Knights organization told him that he needed to turn the shirt around or he had to leave, what would you think of that? Uh, I think, I think that, that, that would be crap because, I mean, he's, he's not really doing, doing anything wrong. He has to write his opinion. You're right. I agree with you. He does have the right to his opinion, but I, my opinion is I think that's taking it a little bit too far, and, and I, 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 that's just my personal opinion. Do you think Robin Leonard sucks? Uh, honestly, I don't really follow the hockey all that closely, so I don't really know what to think. I got you. All right. Well, fair enough, Stan. I appreciate the phone call. Listen, Stan is right. This fan has the right to wear a shirt like that. He's not breaking any laws. Now, the Knights organization can kick him out, which I also think would be inappropriate. I'm glad they didn't. I don't know if I would say something to this fan. I guess I would ask the fan, do you know what Robin Leonard's goals against percentage is? Do you know where he ranks in the league? I would imagine he probably didn't know the answer to that. My personal opinion is I think fans should hold their anger towards management, not Robin Leonard, because this does not all fall on him. It doesn't. The Knights organization has made plenty of mistakes. Listen, in the last four years, they've accomplished things that I don't think anybody thought that they would accomplish. They make the Stanley Cup Finals in year one. They make the playoffs every year. They're a very good hockey team, and they've competed for a Stanley Cup three years in a row. The Vegas Golden Knights organization, they obviously have done a lot of things right. They've won a lot of hockey game, and it's been unprecedented for a new team, for an expansion team. It's it's just been it's been an incredible ride. That doesn't mean that they're not open to criticism. And for these people out there that think, oh, you can't criticize the Knights, there are some people within the Knights organization that think that way. Let me tell you something. You're a professional organization. You have a right to be criticized, and you're not perfect. You guys effed up this year. You got rid of guys that you shouldn't have gotten rid of. You got rid of fan favorites. You got rid of guys that were fun to play with in the locker room. Go watch some of these regular season baseball games. And I know the season just started. Watch 
these teams in the dugout and how much fun some of these teams are having, how much fun these guys are having after somebody hits a home run. These guys enjoy the game. They have fun. Have you seen that in a Knights game this year? I got to tell you, folks, I haven't. Have you seen these guys having that type of fun? Some NHL teams do. The chemistry is not right with this team. And that is not just Pete DeBoer's fault. That's not necessarily the player's fault. That's certainly not Robin Leonard's fault. That is the fault of management. Because, you know, getting rid of guys like Nate Schmidt, getting rid of Gallant, getting rid of Marc-Andre Fleury, getting rid of uh, Ryan Reeves, these are guys that were fun to play with. Gallant had a great rapport with not just players, but the fans. Who cares what his rapport is with guys that wear suits and ties? That's different. What's most important is you want your coach to have a good rapport with your players. Doesn't matter. You know, I think of um, the Chicago Bulls back in the day, you know, when they won all those championships. And I think of management not always getting along with Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and all those guys. They were still able to get the job done. And they weren't making huge trades at that time because they were a winning team. But it seems like this is the opposite and in some case similar. Now, you don't have a Michael Jordan on your team, but Marc-Andre Fleury was your glue. He was the guy that was fun in the locker room. He was your guy that, by the way, just won the Vezina Trophy last year. So uh, stop it with the nonsense that he's too old. Can we stop it? What guy wins that trophy and then a year later says, oh, you know what? He's too old. I'm talking about right now. So this is on the Knights organization. If a fan wants to go in there and say the Knights management sucks, I would agree. They kind of do. You need a change there. But this is not on Robin Leonard. This is not his fault. He is a good goaltender. He has proved himself over the years as a legitimate starting goaltender in the NHL. Is he the right guy for this job? I would say no. Is he the guy that's going to win you a Stanley Cup or get you to the Stanley Cup Finals? I would say probably not. But Robin Leonard does not suck. This team shouldn't suck. They should not be fighting for a final playoff spot. And to me, it's an embarrassment because of the talent that they have. That's why I say they have incredible talent. And with the talent that they have, and listen, I know they have injuries. I get it. I'm sick of hearing about the excuses. Every team has to deal with injuries. I know there's some key players that are out and have been out for a long time. I totally understand that. Even with the injuries, this team should not be fighting for a final playoff spot. I don't think I'm alone in feeling that they have underachieved dramatically. And if you're Pete DeBoer next year, and and listen, they can still make the playoffs. And, you know, know, I hope I, I can have egg on my face. That's very, very possible. Number to call, 702-221-7283. And again, that number, if you want to be a part of the conversation, 702-221-7283. If you saw a fan at a Vegas Golden Knights game like the other day wearing a shirt that says, Leonard sucks, we deserve better, what would you... What would you what would you say as far as that goes? All right, let's go back to the phone calls. Let's go to Fernando. Fernando, you're next. What's going on, man? Hey, how you doing? Um, nothing much. Um, I I agree with you one million percent. I mean, as fans, we can criticize our teams as much as we want. You know, to me, I think our fans are too nice sometimes. Mm-hmm. There's not enough criticism. I mean, you go to like Philadelphia, New York, or Edmonton, their fans rip on them big time. 
And um, for the guy wearing the shirt, that's fine. I mean, he has, he can express his uh, opinion of the team. And but like you said, the Knights could eject him from the arena. Yeah. You know, I've been to every home game since this team came here as a season ticket holder, season ticket holder. And um, you know, I boo. You know, or I say you suck or whatever. You know, we yeah. have to because we're fanatics. That's that's how we um, yeah. you know we criticize our team. So I hear you. Yeah, we, I hear what you're saying, Fernando. I don't think Robin Leonard sucks, though. No, he doesn't. Yeah. I mean, he's a very good goalie, but when they get, like you said, when they get the heart of the team, um, trade away Flurry and all the other guys, that really messed everything up. And the management is terrible. I mean, you know, this year, with all the injuries, you know, got to give them credit for where they're at right now. But next year is the year Stanley Cup or bust, and if they don't do it, then it's time to get rid of McPhee or McCrimmon. Well, I think I think at the end of the year, I think at the end of the year, you get rid of uh, McCrimmon and McPhee. I think this year, mm-hmm. I, I, I you know, think... as much as they have accomplished over the course of the last three years, to mm-hmm. me, it, it's been the opposite this year. They've made some horrible decisions. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think, in, in my opinion, I don't think you get rid of DeBoer this year. Uh, if he doesn't make no. the playoffs next year, that then, yeah. I, then I think yeah. it's time. But listen, here's the crazy thing though about hockey, Fernando, is that they can mm-hmm. still they still have a legitimate chance of making the playoffs. I, I say it's fifty fifty. If they make the playoffs, it's a new season. So I mean, I guess you could look at it that way. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think they would make a deep run into the playoffs, but it's possible, right? So I guess we have to wait, yeah. right? Yeah. If we get Stone and everybody else back, okay, there's a chance, but I don't think they'll make the Western Conference Finals. I don't think there's, so either. No, and I, I, there's no I, way. Right now, I would still say they probably don't make the playoffs, but it's close. I mean, they, they, have, yeah. a, they have a chance. I, I think it's like a, a coin flip. But uh, if they don't make the playoffs this year, I think you get rid of management. I think you get rid of them. Uh, I, I don't think you wait another year. That's just my personal opinion. Yeah, that's tough. I, I think they're going to get a pass for this year. Yeah, and then next year has to be the year, no matter what, and it's time to change. Agree, everybody. Yeah, I agree, Fernando. Good to hear from you, my friend. I appreciate the call. Thank, thank you very much. Uh, Fernando's right, knowledgeable hockey fan, and he's right. Listen, like I've said since since the second this picture came out that I posted on my social media page on Twitter, pushing limits, LV. This fan wearing the shirt that says Leonard sucks. We deserve better. He's within his right to do that. Doesn't mean we have to agree with it, but he's but he's certainly within his right. He wasn't doing anything wrong. I just disagree. I think uh, that type of anger sh- and frustration should be towards Vegas Golden Knights management, not Robin Leonard. This is not his fault. Uh, I think he's he's you know listen he's he's a, an above average goaltender. I wish women would say call me above average on my dates. Unfortunately, they don't. But that's another story for another show. But uh, in all seriousness, Robin Leonard is a good goaltender. I don't think he's the guy that's going to get you to the promised land, uh, like my dates. But he's a uh, he's a good goaltender, that's for sure. Uh, I want to get to this story real quickly before I uh, talk a little Masters golf. And I know Numchuck's going to have that Masters music ready to go next segment. I know he is. I'm ready to go. Uh, but. Um, I want to get to this story, if I may, real quickly here. You know, there's a lot of people, I shouldn't say a lot of people, but there are a lot of people on the far right. All they want to talk about is Hunter Biden's laptop. That's all they want to talk about. By the way, a guy who's never been a politician before. Oh, did you you hear him reference the big guy? All right, doofuses. Well, what has he been charged with? What has Hunter Biden been charged with? Has he gotten hookers in his life? I'm sure he has. So has Donald Trump. Has he done a lot of blow in his life? Yes, he has. 
Has he done some scummy things maybe to make some money because of who his father is, Joe Biden? I'm sure he has. But until he's charged with a crime, to me it's a non-story. It's a non-story because he's not a politician. Now, if he was a politician and there was a lot of things swerving around, like Matt Gates, for example, I think that's fair game. But he's not a politician. Last I checked, Jared Kushner was in the Trump administration with a pretty high-profile position. So Jared Kushner was criticized a lot, as has Ivanka, because they made estimated around $660 million profit when Donald Trump was president. Well, now we have a story that just came out where Jared Kushner's firm apparently got $2 billion from Saudi Wealth Fund run by the crowd prince, despite board objections. The screening committee's four members, the current or former heads of Saudi Aramco, Dow Chemical, the Saudi Central Bank, and Saudi Industrial Development Fund, voted unanimously against, against investing in Kushner's fledging affinity fund. Folks, this is an enormous amount of money. $2 billion. Remember when Khashoggi was killed? The journalist who was dismembered and killed by the Saudis. And do you remember the media, some, not all, pressed Donald Trump and Jared Kushner and they asked, what are you going to do to the Saudis? What are you going to do to the Saudis? And in turn, our president, our former president, and Jared Kushner, they did nothing. And then I said to myself, why is that? Why are they being so nice to the Saudis and the Saudi government and the prince? This must have something to do with money. It must be something to do with their interest. And now we learned why. Jared Kushner needs to be investigated into this. This entire wealth fund needs to be investigated. How and why this happened needs to be investigated. Why? Because it's our national security on the line. That's why. But the people that want to talk about Hunter Biden's laptop do not want to talk about this $2 billion Saudi wealth fund. They don't want to talk about this. Many of the people that talk about Hunter Biden's laptop and they want to talk about how Joe Biden is in the bunker, they don't want to talk about any of this stuff. For years, they didn't want to talk about COVID. They don't want to talk about January 6th. They don't want to talk about the text messages that Donald Trump Jr. sent to Mr. Meadows, basically trying to coop the you know and, and change the outcome of an election before the election there, there even was an outcome. If there's not a paper trail to a coup in trying to overturn an outcome of an election by Donald Trump and his cronies, then I don't know what is because the evidence is overwhelming. But many of these people on the extreme right don't want to talk about that. They don't want to talk about January 6th, how 140 officers were brutally attacked and injured. They don't want to talk about the deaths on that day. The Jim Jordans, the Matt Gates, the Lauren Boberts, as I like to call her trailer trash, the Marjorie Taylor Greens. They don't want to talk about that stuff. They want to continue to talk about their love for their country because, you know, Donald Trump won the election in a landslide. But God forbid Jimmy Kimmel makes a joke about Marjorie Taylor Greene. That's when she decides to call the police. If a late night talk show makes fun of you, call the police on that. But if we have January 6th, oh, no, that's nothing. We don't need to investigate that. That was Antifa. I guess this is where we're at politically right now, where a former secretary of state 
can work with $2 billion from the Saudis and the Saudi crown prince. And that's okay. That shouldn't be investigated. But let's continue to talk about Hillary Clinton's emails. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about Hunter Biden. Was he really doing blow off a hooker? Because I guess that's more important, right? That's what's really important here. I mean, I just feel like as a whole, as an independent, which I am, I despise Donald Trump, but I am an independent. I want to talk. I want to hear about solutions. I want to hear about how people are going to help Americans get to work, have a livable salary. How do we help people? How do we help the homeless? You know, I hear Republicans all the time talking about Obamacare and, and, and health care issues that we have and whining and complaining and bitching and complaining. You know, Danny Tarkanian, who's running for office again for like the 50th time, the guy can't win an election. You know, I saw him on social media today, again, bitching about Joe Biden and the economy. I said, what are your solutions? You're going to live off your daddy's name? What are your solutions on how we turn this thing around? Silence. If you're a Republican right now and you're running for office or you're just a Republican in general, what have the Republicans done? What are their solutions? Do they have a health care plan? Are they going to continue to give tax breaks for the rich? Are they going to help middle class people? What What are their solutions? When it comes to Republicans, they won't even lower the price for insulin. That's right. They voted against that. Scumbags voted against that last week. So you can bitch and you can complain about Democrats and how this country, we want to get our country back. Oh, how are you going to do that? What are your solutions? All you hear is Republicans bitch and complain, bitch and complain. I hate Nancy Pelosi. I hate Chuck Schumer. I hate Ocasio-Cortez, the liberal left, cancel culture. What are your solutions? What are you going to do? What do you propose we do? What was your answer to COVID? Nobody has to wear a mask. Vaccines are bad. Oh, really? That was your solution? How do you get people back to work? I'm just so sick of it. I'm sick of the bitching and complaining, even though I do it every day on this show. But it's therapy for me. That's that's what I do. I bitch and I complain. Anyway, I'm going to brag a little bit when we come back because somebody picked the winner of the Masters. I don't know who that was. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. either. Somebody did. Somebody picked the winner before the tournament started. I don't know who that was either. But uh, by the way, funny note before we go to break, I asked our, uh, our mutual friend Chris Wynn, on the Red Sox-Yankees game yesterday, I said, who are you betting on the game? He goes, oh, I got the Yankees, bro. Brah. I immediately go on my William Hill app, and I bet money on the Red Sox yesterday. Who won? Brah, the Red Sox. Brah. Yeah, what a shocker, huh? What a shocker. He's my fade handicapper. I know he loves to hear that. Anyway, uh, we're going to take a break. Speaking of fade handicapping, I don't know, Dennis Silvers, the golf guru, is coming up next. He did say Victor Hovland was going to win the Masters. He also did, didn't think Tiger Woods was going to make the cut. So I got a bone to pick there with Dennis Silvers, the golf guru. Very knowledgeable guy, but he did not call this one right. Shapster did. That's right, the Shapster did. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk Tiger Woods, uh, Dennis's thoughts on Tiger's performance in the Masters, and uh, we'll get to uh, Scotty Scheffler, the winner of the 2022 Masters. We'll dive right into it. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP.
All right, welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Monday. So glad that you could join us. We are also streaming live so you can see. Again, I don't have a, yeah, just, I have a face for radio. That's what I'm saying. You can, you can see that, and I can prove that right now. If you're on my Twitter page, Pushing uh, Limits LV, we are streaming live. So live video for all of our shows, which is awesome. We appreciate that. And uh, we're having some fun there as well. So before I introduce my guest in studio, the golf guru, Dennis Silvers, um, Dennis, whoops, what happened there? Sponge, go away. Uh, if you don't know who that is, that's the 90s alternative group Sponge. I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of their music. I played I'm the sure. 90s for you. Just... Thank you. I pray. Get rid of the Bieber crap. Please no. get rid of it. It's awful. <laughs> anyway, Dennis Sil- Well, I'll introduce him now. The golf guru Dennis Silvers is joining us. He's been covering the PGA Tour for a long time. Dennis, thank you for being here. How are you? Hey, my pleasure. I've got to start off, though, and congratulate you on a, on a great pick with uh, well, I was gonna get Scheffler. To that. You're getting ahead of me. I was uh, going to get to that. All right. Dennis, you're screwing everything up. Well, I got to say also this before we get going. Uh, Robin uh, Lerner sucks. Robin Lerner, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you, you really think he He's, sucks? Uh, yeah. That's not true. Yeah. That's not true. But All we'll right. disagree on that. We can, we can debate that later. But uh, anyway, Dennis, you were in studio Wednesday. Yeah. And at the end of the show, we gave our little picks. Here's how that, for the Masters, here's how that went down. Can't wait. Who wins the Masters? Quick. Give me, oh, give me it. Give me it. Uh, yeah, the, give me it. Victor Hovland. Victor Hovland. Tiger Woods. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna go with, uh, oh boy, Scotty Scheffler. Oh. Somebody got it right. right on the money. Who won the Masters, Dennis? <laughs> yeah, and you know what? He earned. It. He played great all four rounds. He did. He did. Solid. So, so uh, before we get to some audio, because Scotty, and, and we're going to get to Tiger Woods, and obviously that's a huge story. Through my life. I, wa- I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, Tiger Woods a- as well. But um, Scotty Scheffler's been the hottest player on tour, and I don't mean physically. He's a good-looking guy. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But uh, Scotty Scheffler's won, like, what, four of his last six tournaments? Unbelievable. Something ridiculous like Unbelievable. that. Unbelievable. So the reason why I picked him were several different reasons, Dennis. Number one, he's playing the best golf of anybody in the world. True. He's coming in the number one player in the world. That's number one. Number two, he's always seems to me to be like an unflappable guy. I remember the way he played in uh, the Ryder Cup. And uh, the guy, he just doesn't let nerves get to him. He's cool, calm, and collected. He always has that same demeanor on the course. That's very important, especially yep. when you're in a major, right? Yep. Very important. Uh, so he's cool, calm, and collected. He's the hottest player on tour. Uh, he's always talked about he dreamed of playing in the Masters, so it's obviously a special opportunity for him. He doesn't have really any weaknesses in his game. He hits the ball a long way. Good iron player. Phenomenal short game. Anybody who wins the Masters will tell you, you have to be putting very well. Without a so, doubt. So, listen, I took a shot with him, and I and I thought uh, he was uh, the guy that was clicking on all cylinders. Cameron Smith is a guy that, uh, you know, I like Cameron Smith, but he chokes. Uh, I've seen him in big events. I remember a playoff this year. He was in there with Tony Finau. First hole of the playoff, he hits it in the water. Yep. He's a great player, but his nerves in the, in the worst uh, times. That's why. And again, Smith had an opportunity, but he blew it on the, uh, was it the 12th hole? I believe so. He hit it in the and, water. And, and, you know, you know the Masters overall, especially on Sunday, the back nine of the Masters. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. And, you know, Scheffler, you got to give him credit, but his insides, Brian, on 18 must have been wound up so much uh, <laughs> to do the four putt. <laughs> and thank goodness he had a cushion. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. But he could, you know, if he missed that fourth putt, he could have set a record as the, you know, the first and only five putt at yeah. the Masters. So but, there you go. But the reason why he did that is because he knew he had all those shots. I believe if he only had a one shot lead, that would not have happened. He admitted he that when, right. he, when he got to the green, he kind of just let loose a little bit and he got yeah. out of that frame. I don't think that would have happened if he only had like a one or two shot lead. You never know. But uh, that didn't surprise me at all. It was kind of good to see the human side of him. So anyway, after the tournament, I, I love this audio because. After the tournament, he he told the media that he was actually, like, sick. He was sick to his stomach the morning of the tournament. So have a listen. His wife looked at him and said, who are you to make that assessment? Why don't yeah. you go out there and, and see what happens? You know, and listen, he's a very religious guy. He's he's very, very spiritual and, you know, good on him for that. And mm-hmm. that always helps. Uh, I, I consider myself very spiritual on the golf course. I'll miss a shot and I'll say, Jesus Christ, can you believe I hooked that out of bounds? <laughs> well, listen, I'm not a very religious person, but uh, to each their own. He's a very spiritual guy. The most yeah, important, I've never heard anybody say anything bad about him. No. Uh, the players seem to like him. He's a likable guy. Oh, is that that Masters music? You missed it. You should have done it to start the segment. You missed it. You're, 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 I love that music. Where was Jim Nance on Sunday, by the way? Uh he wasn't announcing on Sunday. He it was, was uh, probably with Tiger. I don't know. That's all he <laughs> talked about was Tiger. But uh, Can I just say this before we get to the Tiger yeah. stuff? Why is Justin Thomas always wearing the Tiger Woods knee pads? Why is it? it will you get over it already? We get it. You love Tiger. He's the greatest player of all time. Can he, can he just stop it already? Kissing the ass? I know. You've got a major to try to win out there, and all they do is they talk about how great Tiger is. I mean, we'll talk about Tiger later. But Brian, I think you got to agree with me that there's going to be a... Uh, <laughs> Uh, real big negotiation on Scotty's contract with Nike coming up. You oh, know sure, that for sure, sure. sure. Somebody at Nike, I think, should lose their job. Why? 
you're telling me, Brian, with all of the executives and the and the smart guys that work at Nike, nobody could have figured out how to make a shoe for his right foot. <laughs> yeah, that is weird. They had to go to Foot Joy. Somebody yeah. should lose their job over that. How does that happen? I don't know. Yeah, that that's interesting that you mentioned that, and we'll get to the Tiger Woods stuff now, but. Uh, the fact that he wasn't wearing Nike shoes, yeah. that has to piss off Phil Knight. Without a doubt. Yeah, that, uh, and I don't blame Tiger for doing that. You need to be comfortable. Absolutely. Uh, there must have been a lack of communication. Or I don't know what the hell happened there, but that's an embarrassment when, you're, when you're sponsoring Tiger. And uh, I thought that was uh, that was really that weird. Is. I thought that was, that was beyond strange. Yeah. But uh, I want to move on to Tiger Woods because uh, obviously this, is, this was the big story of the week. Obviously it's great yeah. that Scotty Scheffler won. He's a good dude. Uh, happy for him. He's a great player. I, I always said it was just a matter of time, and he's going to win plenty more. Yep. He, I think he's going to be the best player, one of the best players in the world for the next 10 years. He's too good. But with that being said, the big story this week, of course, was Tiger Woods. Now, I told you, Dennis, week, week and a half ago, uh, at this time, I said Tiger's definitely going to play. Yep, and, the reason, and the reason why I said that is because I know that he wouldn't have flown out there uh, and got his juices going and, and walked the course, nine holes or 18. Uh, he, he was game. He was ready to go. Um with that said, I also told you, and I said this on the air, that I thought he would play very well on Thursday. You did. Uh, I thought he would falter over the weekend, physically. And that's exactly what happened. Exactly. He shot a 71 on Thursday, struggled a little bit on Friday, and then shot a couple of 78s over the weekend. Anything surprise you? I know you didn't think Tiger was going to make the cut. I didn't think he was going to make the cut. And I was surprised that, that he actually played, Brian. But But you made a good call there. I think on obviously he knows the golf course better than anybody almost, and that got him. That certainly helped him on Thursday. He was playing on adrenaline, and like you said, it started catching up with him little by little. And by the weekend, he was he was a mess. Yeah, physically you could see physically he was, struggling. It was a mess. It didn't seem like it was uh, like U.S. Open when he was on one leg type of pain, right? But it seemed like to me, and I'm not a doctor, it was like soreness. He was tired. He put his Correct. body through a lot. It wasn't. Correct. It was almost like it wasn't just his leg. It was his entire body, right? And the I strenuous, agree. Uh, the stress that he put on his body. He wasn't used to it because he I was, agree because he has not been in a uh, tour event situation for a long, long time, and you know that takes a lot out of you. No question. I thought it was a, one of the special moments. There were a few with Tiger. I thought on Thursday at 16 when he knocked in that 25-footer for birdie and he gave that fist pump, I never thought we would see that again. Yeah. So that was I thought that was really nice. I thought yesterday after the round, the smile he had on his face, mm-hmm. you'll never see, you've never seen Tiger smile after shooting a 78. Uh, walking from the green to uh, where he signs his scorecard and all those fans clapping, it was kind of nice to see Tiger smile and, 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 and in admiration. And you can see how much he appreciated being there. I thought it was also nice uh, hugging his family after the round. Yeah. You never really see him hug his family after a 78 but hugging his mom who was there yep. and his kids i thought that was a special moment as, as much as i don't like tiger woods the human being you had to appreciate that you know hugging his family and you've been pretty harsh on tiger wood this week i've heard from some people on social media that you've been getting destroyed uh people are going after you for why are you so harsh on tiger this week tell well, me well I, I you know i uh like you say as as a uh as a person he's done some Terrible things, I agree. I think. Yes. And, uh, you know, Tiger was before the accident, whatever. Uh, He was not that well-liked on tour. Mm -hmm. And if you asked any of the 
guys, Brian, that followed that covered weekly uh, the golf writers event to event, and you ask them who were the who's the biz- biggest jerk on tour, they'd say it's a toss up between Phil and Tiger. Really treats the media horribly. Yeah. Well, you know, my issues with Tiger have always been the stuff he's done off the golf course, not mm-hmm. necessarily the way he treats the media. But the stuff he does, he's off. done off the golf course. Um, we can talk about the cheating and the hundreds of women he's been with. That's not against the law. No. What got me even more upset, and listen, that speaks to his character. Right. He's a messed up guy in his head. Yeah. And maybe he's changed. But what got me more upset is the first DUI he gets, addicted to painkillers and all that nonsense. Correct. And I believe he did it again. I'm not buying the fact that he just lost control of his car. Because if you look at the police report, uh, he never went on his brakes. I believe he fell asleep at the wheel. You cross the center medium like that, he was not speeding. I'm agreeing with uh, you. Yeah. I believe he fell asleep at the I wheel. Agree. And then the first thing he says, and nobody really talks about this, the first witness that went to see if he was okay before the cop, and, and all Tiger wanted was his luggage out of his hotel. Now, why is that? Because I believe he had some stuff in his luggage that did not he did not want people to find out. That's I believe he had some drugs and painkillers. I'm not talking about cocaine or no, anything. No, no, no. I agree with I'm you. I'm talking about painkillers and right. stuff that he shouldn't have took. Right. And I believe he was under the influence. And I thought the corruption uh, at the police department there, they should have given him a blood test. He could have killed innocent people. Absolutely. Yes, he's lucky to be alive. But I think more about the people uh, that he uh, put in harm's way. I and then totally we, agree. You know, so, so, yes, is it great that he played in the Masters? Of course, it's a great comeback story. And we'll continue to talk about that. But the, my issues with Tiger have always been those issues. Uh, nothing on the golf course. His father obviously made him into a nut. Uh, you know, there's no question about that. And I had Joe Gromer on the show. I don't know if you know Joe, but Joe was a childhood family friend of the Woods family. And he and Tiger haven't talked for a while because hmm. they did that Tiger special a few years ago. And Joe said that, you know, Tiger's father would have a van set up near the driving range, would invite women into his van and sleep with them. And, wow, she, and Tiger really? was and Tiger was right there. Oh, my God. So Joe spilled the beans and, and Joe and Tiger haven't talked since. But those are my issues with Tiger Woods. He's also extremely cheap. He doesn't take care of people uh, and uh, not a very loyal guy. Right. I I like loyal people. And um, so your issues and you're you're right. Listen, he probably hasn't been great with the media. You're right. He doesn't do a lot of interviews and he's Tiger Woods. He he's very dismissive at times. Exactly. So I don't disagree with what you're saying, but but those are my issues with Tiger. I'm I'm really you know, when he when he split up with his first wife, who was absolutely a knockout. Uh, I I got angry. I was pleading for her to move out to Vegas so we could be together. But I never, <laughs> I never heard from the woman. Yeah, I also uh, lived with a, a a lovely young lady for about six months who dated Tiger during right. that scandalous time. But um, as I said on Facebook, and I was somewhat joking, but I'm also serious. I said I will never root for Tiger because of all these scandals he had with women, and I'll never root for Tiger uh, because of the DUIs. And, and but I said. It's going to be hard for me not to root for Tiger this right. week. You know, uh, even though he did it to himself, yep. I still appreciate the fact that his passion for the game. You know, I agree. He clearly doesn't need the money. No. He could have just called it quits and, and raised his kids, which he yeah. seems to be doing well now, which I'm happy about. But he could have just put the bag down and say, yeah, you know what? couple of years we'll see what happens but he didn't do that determination he just loves to compete you have to appreciate that side of tiger the fact that he's the ultimate competitor and so the question now arises dennis and i'll play some audio here and i want to talk to you about this the question is what is gonna tiger what is tiger woods gonna do for the future here's tiger woods in his own words as he was asked that on sunday i won't be playing a full schedule ever again and so 
Um, it'll be just the big events. I don't know if how it will play Southern Hills or not. Um, but I am looking forward to St. Andrews. And so that, that is, you know, something that is near and dear to my heart. And I've won two opens there. It's a home of golf and it's my favorite golf course in the world. So, um, I will be there for that one. Um, but anything in, in between that, I don't know. I, I will try. There's no doubt. Like I, this week, I will try and, and get ready for Southern Hills, and we'll see what this body was able to do. So Dennis, so Dennis, when I was asked the question a few days ago, what do you think Tyree's going to do the rest of the golf season? That was pretty much my identical answer. I said, "There's no way he's going to be playing in regular no. tour events. Never However, has, never right, has. Right? He, he, but it's going to be diminished. He's definitely going to play in the majors. I don't think he's going to miss the majors. I do think he'll play in those, and maybe a couple other tournaments there, like the memorial stuff, like that. Well, I, I agree. Jack yep. would love, love to have him on because yep. Jack's probably his biggest fan. But uh, Tulsa is going to be a sweat fest, you know, where they have the next major, and uh, it's you know, it's it's relatively flat. But again, like you said, we'll see. I think he's being a little disingenuous when he said, you know, St. Andrews, my favorite course, you know, I've won there. Tiger says that about any course where he's won multiple times. Yeah, one of my favorite courses. What else is he going to say? <laughs> well, I, I think, think he's being a little disingenuous. Perhaps, but I think when he says that, it's where golf began. It was the invention, totally. the invention of golf. And I think he's a historian, yeah. story guy. And yeah. I wish he would take a little bit more of the history uh, years back when it came to Augusta National and the racism there. He didn't, right. he didn't seem to want to talk about that history enough, which right. I find mesmerizing. Yeah. But because uh, it didn't advance him, it didn't help yeah. him. But. Uh, I do believe he's genuine when he talks about St. Andrews because he talks a lot about the history of that yeah. golf course. And But you're right. I mean, most golfers are like that, right? Where they have success, they love the golf course. Totally. If they don't play, you never hear Sergio Gar- You know, it's interesting. <laughs> Sergio Garcia won the Masters, so now he says nice things about Augusta. But before he won the Masters there, he had nothing but negative things to exactly. say about Augusta National. Exactly. So, that, so that's a perfect example of that. And I like Sergio, but that's, that's a perfect example of that. You know, so I had a chance to... Uh, watch Scotty Scheffler play in Vegas multiple years, but I watched him play in a group here at the CJ Cup, which right. was unbelievable. What a field they had here at the oh. CJ Cup. So I watched him play and up at the summit, it was yeah. great. Yeah. He's just uh he's just a good dude. Yeah. I mean he's just a likable guy. Yeah. He's a normal you know right. and that's how he described us. I'm yep. just normal people. Yeah. He's a normal everyday guy. Um that's good and bad for golf. It's good because he's a good dude. But I hate to say it like this, but sometimes you need some bad dudes to win. It's bad for golf when Brooks Kepka is not on the leaderboard. Okay, uh, Kepka is a complete a hole. Okay, he's a jerk. But when he's up there, nothing would be better for golf, Dennis. I, if we he, had Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka in the final group of a major, it would be must see TV. Brian, somebody called me the other day. In fact, a couple of people, and we were talking about different players, and they put it to me. They said, Dennis, what do you think has happened to Bryson? And I said, I got to tell you, I don't know. He's hurt. What, he's got what do you think has well, happened to him? It's pretty simple. He's got injuries. Yeah. He's hurt. Uh, I don't think he's using that as an excuse. Uh, he's got a lot of injuries. Yeah. Now, he didn't want to miss the Masters right. because it's the Masters, but he's not healthy. No, he's not. And clearly, he has the ability and the talent to compete oh, in yeah. majors. Oh, yeah. But he's not healthy. I think he, he missed the cut by, by a bunch. Yeah. Um, Brooks Koepka's also not healthy. I don't think he's healthy mentally either. I think that new wife of his has, has turned him into a nut. But, uh, by the way, I was following her uh, at the CJ Cup. She was here. She's wearing this huge ring on her finger that would uh, last me at least two hours in a casino. No, probably oh, more than Oh, my that. goodness. But, uh, oh. no, but, but I, I don't know. I think Brooks Koepka's changed a lot. Uh 
a lot of people tell me, you know, he, he wasn't this guy like five years ago yeah. when he wasn't a big name on tour. He was a, a much more approachable guy. And he's just – he changes his hair color to blonde. I mean, I shouldn't be one to talk about hair color because I don't have any hair. But, but he's just a jerk. But the golf is in a better place when we have jerks and personalities I agree with you. at the top of the league. you got to have personalities. And Absolutely. While I love Scotty Scheffler, I think he's a nice guy, and I'm very happy for him. Uh, I think we need we need Bryson DeChambeau. We need Brooks Kepka. Golf needs guys like that. I at the agree. Top of the Scotty league. is vanilla. He's right. a great player, but you're right. Boring. He yeah. he he's <laughs> vanilla. Right. Little you know, religious yeah. boring. You know. Yeah. I'm not saying everybody that's religious is boring. Clearly, but uh, uh, maybe Donald Trump's religious. I don't I don't know. Uh, probably not. But I, uh, I doubt it. Pro- probably not. But listen, I'm happy for Scheffler. He's a good dude. And, oh yeah, uh, he deserved it. Well deserving. Well win. deserved. Uh, he played great. Yep. Uh, fun tournament to watch. Uh, any surprises? People that you didn't expect to be in contention, and guys that you thought would make the cut that didn't. Uh, a lot of good guys did not make the cut. I was I was kind of surprised too. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think the weather helped uh, destroy some of these guys. And yeah, just overall, guy, he didn't make it. He didn't make it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, but I, I I know a guy that you don't particularly care for, uh, Kevin Na, hung in there. He's a jerk. <laughs> He's a jerk. He lives in Vegas, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, he's such a jerk. Yeah. I remember I was watching Kevin Na at the Shriners, right? And this guy, he was driving his car. He was a worker. And he probably should have gone on the brakes earlier, and he didn't. And it distracted not a little bit. He steps off the ball. He gets back. He hits a shot that wasn't very good. I think he, a par three in the bunker. He turns around and he gives this guy the death look. Oh, really? And I'm like, hey, douchebag. I felt like saying this. I didn't because they would probably revoke my credential. I felt like saying, hey, douchebag, you're a professional golfer. That's going to happen. Right, exactly. Stop blaming other people for your bad shot. It's not like somebody screamed in the middle of your swing. You backed off. That's why you're not going to win a major douchebag. I mean, that's what I felt. He's just such a jerk. There's so many. I shouldn't say so many. But there are dozens of guys on tour like Kevin Nod that are just prima donnas. You know? Totally. Dude, dude, like Bubba Watson. I like Bubba Watson. Okay, don't get me wrong. He's a character. Right. (laughs) I don't know what that was. Uh, Bubba Watson. He's good. He's good for the game, right? He's a character. But, like, he hits this great shot at Augusta National this week. And he was talking like... uh, this shot he hit, he was talking like he just took three babies out of a, out of a fire in a home. Dude, you hit a good golf shot. Okay, relax. You know the shot I'm talking about. I Bubba do. said he hit a. Sh- you know, he, I don't know. I didn't watch it. He hit like a low. I don't know. Some. Uh, it was amazing. Yeah, he yeah. hit this. But he's talking like he was God's gift to, to like life, not just golf. I'm like, dude, chill out. He was like, oh, nobody can ever hit a shot like that. That was the best shot I've ever hit in my career, and I can guarantee you there's nobody in the field that could ever hit. It. I'm like Bubba, will you will you relax? You're not even in contention. Relax. Like, what is it with these guys? They think they, they hit a shot like that, and they're like... You know, Brian, I don't know if you agree. The The money now on tour is so big. These guys are making so much money, Brian. And don't you think, number one, it's it's got to change people making that kind of money. And look at Scotty. $2.7 million for pretty nice payday. Yeah, well, that's true. Uh, these guys weren't making half that, what, right. 15 years ago. Uh, it's amazing how these purses. Uh, Thank you, Tiger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiger definitely changed the game. There's no yeah. for the good. There's no question about that. I'll, nobody could ever take yeah. that away from. Him. Uh, I thought Patrick Cantley would be in contention. He was one of the surprises for me. He's he a good guy. Uh, John Rahm has not been playing his best golf recently. Um, little surprise me. I was not. Surprised. Who do you think is the favorite at the uh, is the favorite at the next major? Uh, how long till the next major? Uh, You're the golf guru. You should know. Middle of May. Okay. <laughs> um, John Rom. 
Can you believe that? I disagree. John Rom. I disagree with that. But, I think Scheffler has to be the favorite. Oh, I yeah. do too. Yeah. Um, John Rom is always the favorite, but it's interesting. He's never won a major. He's yeah. probably the best player in the world that's never won a major yet. Yeah. Um, just a matter of time. The thing I don't like about Rom, and the thing I love about Scheffler, and the reason why I think Scheffler is going to win more tournaments, more majors. Rom will get a few, but the reason why Scheffler is going to have a better career is because John Rom is a major hothead. If he hits, I've seen it. Uh, so I'm watching him play at the CJ Cup here a few years ago. Right. The first CJ Cup that was here. There were two of them. And I remember Rom was waiting maybe 10 minutes on a tee box. It was one of those drivable par fours uh, at Shadow Creek. It's a drivable par four. I don't remember the hole. He hit a bad drive. He had to wait 10 minutes for the guys to get off the green. After he hits the shot, and like I'm the only one following this group because this is when fans weren't even allowed on the course. <laughs> he goes... This is the effing PGA Tour, and they're so effing slow. This is an effing joke, and like he's yelling it, so like everybody can hear it. And there's like you know, and I'm like, dude, what are you like, ten years old? Like he's a hothead, and I'm like, I'm like, this is a guy who's number one in the world, but he ain't gonna win majors with that attitude. What if you hit one or two bad shots? That's right. What do you have to wait a few minutes on a tee box? Yeah. I mean, look what Tiger had to deal yeah. with. And by the way, that hurt him on Friday. Oh yeah, because the oh, fact yeah. that Louis Oosthuizen. Uh, uh, Dropped out. Why did he? Why did he withdraw? I know he played horrible on Thursday. Why did he withdraw? Back, back. Couldn't tough it out. His yeah. back. So that's yeah. why he didn't play well yeah. on Thursday. And John Rahm's a Spaniard. Don't forget. And they've got they got a little bit of a temper. You know that. That's true. But that's why I like Scheffler better than Rahm. And yeah. I think Scheffler's going to have a better career because he's so level headed. Yeah. Man, he hits you have a bad. To be. He hits a bad shot. He'll shake his head a little bit and but, say it is what it yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. And then he moves Hit on the next to, one. Right. And, and whether he's saying talking to God or whatever he's doing it's working exactly uh, uh, and he's just able to uh you know move on i mean i thought that chip he made on the third hole yesterday i said to a couple people i said okay there you go that's the turning point it's his day that was when it was a one shot lead and then it went to two and then it went to actually it right. went to three after that hole yeah i thought that was smith's opportunity to i thought if cameron at least uh made a par I thought that would have been, okay, you only drop one shot. But when you lo- drop two on the third hole it's like tough. that, it's devastating. He got it, off to a great start. It, but. It's tough, and, and that was a that was a great uh, birdie he made there with that chip. And, and, and I agree with a lot of people on social media. Cameron Smith, cut the damn mustache. You look like a <laughs> jerk. What a, Wait, the mustache? What a, what a, and, and the beard or whatever he's trying to do. By the way, uh, Dennis just said cut the mustache <laughs> off. Meanwhile, he has a mustache. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to, I just wanted to, that's like me saying, what are you doing? Uh, grow some hair. I mean, I, but no, I, I would criticize Cameron Smith's, uh, the back of his hair. The back of his yeah. hair. I agree. You need to get rid of the mullet, man. Exactly. I mean, yeah. what are you doing with yeah. that mullet on it? You look ridiculous. Yeah. I'll say that. Yeah. All right, so Dennis, here's what we're going to do when we come back. All right. We have never done this on the air before, and I'm going to do it with Dennis Silvers when we come back. No, we're not going to get naked. I know what you're thinking, Nunchuck. Ooh. That's not going to happen. Push-ups? No, we're not going to do push-ups. P- no way, push-ups. I am going to talk. No. Dennis is actually fairly active when it comes to politics in this in the city, locally. So I want to talk to Dennis about some of the people that he supports for office because Dennis showed up at actually the event I moderated about a week and a half ago and all those people were yelling at me. Yeah, that event when people were yelling at me when I said Trump. No, you're all. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So me and Dennis are going to talk a little politics when we come back. Uh, So we're going to have some fun. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. He's Dennis Silvers. I'm Brian Shapiro. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. All right, welcome back. Pushing the limits on a Monday. So glad you could join us. we got the golf guru, Dennis Silvers, in studio. want to uh, tell you guys, you know, I met a really good, fresh, new candidate for lieutenant governor for the state of Nevada 
this year. By the way, some of the candidates can't even say they say they they, they pronounce Nevada Nevada Nevada. Yeah, I mean no. They're, no. they're just they're just idiots. Yeah. Uh, Eva Chase is not one of those people, and uh, she's a transgender woman, an independent, and a progressive candidate. A breath of fresh air, if you ask me. And she supports the veterans, the LGBTQ community, voting rights, and Black Lives Matter. All issues, by the way, that I am passionate about as well. Uh, she's lived in Las Vegas for 15 years, so she definitely is a local. You know, you see some candidates, they run for office. They've lived here, what, two years? Uh, it's crazy. Uh, so she's also worked pretty cool. She was worked at MGM Resorts for the last 13 years at the uh, Shark Reef thing they got going on there. Kind of, I've met her. She's a very yeah, nice lady. She really is. Uh, nice so you lady. can follow her on Facebook, TikTok, and Twitter. And she certainly does have new ideas for positive change. She is a very nice person. Yeah. And I think she is, uh, not I think I know, as I've gotten to know her, a very caring person. Yeah. So please check her out on social media. And, uh, you know, even if you're not going to vote for her, at least do me a favor and go on social media and look up her ideas and what she stands for. Because I think she's a wonderful person. And I think one day, even if she doesn't win this election, one day she will represent Nevada very well, no matter what she decides to do. You know, Eva Brian, Chase, you, you, you've got to give all these people credit. You know, running for office is tough. Absolutely. It is a lot of work. Absolutely. A lot of work. And imagine if you have to deal with some Republicans, not all, yeah. that are anti-transgender. Yeah. And, and, you know, there are some that are like that. Most are not, but yeah. there are some that are like that. Yeah. All right. So, Dennis, I want to talk to you about... Uh, One thing, Brian, I yes. need to interrupt you. Sure. Uh, mutual friend of ours just texted me. He yes. said, Vegas is a hospitality town. We all know that. Mm-hmm. And Tiger is a notorious cheapskate. Therefore, that's a big reason he's hated here. <laughs> well, I think that's one of the reasons. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, you don't have to just be a cheapskate in Vegas. I mean, he's a cheapskate everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's a lot of women that he slept with that are not very happy with him either. So, uh, you know, Listen, there's a lot of reasons why some people like myself are not big personal fans yeah, of Tiger Woods. Yeah, yeah. But I will always appreciate and respect what he's done for yeah, the game of golf yeah. and his talent oh, yeah. and his drive. Oh, yeah. A lot of good things about Tiger, but personally, maybe some things yeah. that are not so good. No question about that. All right, speaking of good things personal and not right. personal, uh, since you are a, a Republican and there's nothing wrong with that, I'm an independent. What are your criticisms of Steve Sislak? Because you're pretty active in the Republican Party, in, at least in Las Vegas. If you had a chance to sit with Steve Sisolak, what would you say to him? I'm curious. Well, there, I don't know. Uh, I, I know Steve personally. I knew him before he uh, got elected uh, governor. I mean, he's a nice man, and obviously uh, he does have the overall welfare of the state of Nevada uh, you know, in mind, tries to do the right thing. But if you talk to a lot of people, including myself, Brian— I don't think he's done a very effective job. And a lot of people think, and myself included, to be honest, he takes his marching orders from other people like the governor of California. He's he, he's done a leader. He's kind of a follower. Are you talking about like COVID uh, response? Or yes. In, in general? Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about COVID for a moment. I would imagine you're not one of those people that would call COVID a hoax. You know it was real. Oh, and you for probably, sure. Right. For sure. But you understand why I asked that, because there are some extremists on the right exactly. that have called COVID uh, a hoax. And Which I have is no, ridiculous. I have no respect for that. Yeah, ridiculous. Uh, so we all agree that COVID's real. Right. It's killed a lot of people. Uh, we weren't prepared as a country in general to deal with Correct. COVID. Um, I gave Donald Trump credit for, and I will give him credit for, the vaccine, the vaccine rollout. But why does he go and get the vaccine in private with his wife? Uh, You can't have it both ways, right? I mean, you can't have it both ways. Um, I didn't like uh, 
the coronavirus press conferences where he made it more of a campaign press yeah. conference than, yeah. than talking about COVID. And I have – listen, I have my criticisms of Joe Biden as well. I do. But – I will say this. I do believe when Joe Biden talks about COVID, he does show empathy. That was my biggest criticisms of, of Donald Trump. I think. But, we- but there's another good reason. There's a lot of people think, obviously, they're both Democrats, Sisolak mm-hmm. and President Biden. Sure. And Sisolak will take to heart what Biden says, whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent. And a lot of people don't like that. So give me an example. What is something that Governor Sisolak did as a follower or not when it came to COVID that you vehemently disagreed with? Give me an example. I think he kept businesses restricted. Uh, uh, you know, I think it hurt the tourism here, obviously, for a while. A lot of businesses were hurting. A lot of businesses went out of business because of that and just kept carried on the mask mandate a, a, a little bit too long. There's no question that the businesses were going to be hurt, but you can make the argument what's more important, businesses hurt financially or more people dying. Or more people. I agree now, with you there. I, I agree with you that uh, I think the mask mandate probably went a little bit too far. Once we saw that the vaccine was working, I believe if you're va- – I don't know. Are you vaccinated? Yes. Oh, you are. Good. Yes. So – I believe if you're vaccinated, you shouldn't have had to have worn a mask. I've always been one of those people. I also have never been one of those people that believes you should have been forced to get a vaccine. However, I agree I just, with you there. But I do believe, certainly before the vaccine, I believe all the va- mandates were, were appropriate. I thought when he closed the strip, even though it was a difficult decision, it was the right thing right. to do. My biggest criticism of Sisolak is why are you closing the bars for the second time, but you're allowing the strip to be open? That I had a problem with. And when I do talk to him, and I'm supposed to be getting him on the show soon, I will ask him that. Well, that would be great. Um, but, you know, I saw you know this guy that threatens governor sislak at the restaurant i'm sure you heard about that ridiculous well people in the republican party here in las vegas did a meet and greet with this guy it makes republicans look bad and then i'm hosting this event a week and a half ago where some people are saying the COVID hoax and you know so let me ask you this question somebody on the panel who i think is disgraceful who who asked a question to the candidates for lieutenant uh, for for governor governor. i don't know if you were there at that no not for governor so she asked do you think donald trump won the election there were 12 candidates up there, and 10 out of the 12 said yes. And I'm like, while there's election fraud in every election, there's there's not widespread voter fraud that would change the outcome, right? Do you uh, do you follow me so far? Yes. Do you agree with that? I do. Okay, so why do you think there's so many Republicans out there? I think the latest poll I saw was 7 out of 10 Republicans think that Trump won the election and it was cheating. I think because obviously they were very, very uh, disheartened, very, very disappointed, and they go, there had to be something funny about this. So they're this. sore losers. Because they're <laughs> sore losers, yeah, because Donald had to win this election, no doubt about right, it. Right, you know. right. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. And then we had January 6th that happens, and I think we both can agree. This is what gets me so frustrated. I had Ron Futrell in here, right? Ron's on here. I love Ron. Ron's a great guy. Yeah, okay? I love Ron. I've known Ron for years. He's yeah. a great guy. He's a great guy. Ron Too is... bad he doesn't know sports better. But anyway. <laughs> He's not a good sport. Are you listening, Ron? I love you, man. Ron is sitting in your seat. And this is the way I propose this question to Ron. And I believe you're going to respond differently than Ron. I said, Ron, can we agree it doesn't matter whether it's the January 6th insurrection or a Black Lives Matter protest? Assaulting a police officer is wrong. And it should never happen. And he didn't agree, and he said, let's not talk about January 6th. You know, he just went into the whole, let's not talk about January 6th. If we can't even agree on that basic premise, how can we get along? How can we agree on anything? It doesn't matter whether it's January 6th or, or you know, a Black Lives Matter protest. What's wrong is wrong. What they did on January 6th, whether it was 100 or 200 people that assaulted police officers and, and, and Black Lives Matter, it's wrong. Totally wrong. And Repu- Totally wrong. Don't we want to know 
what, the when, what, where, why of January 6th. Don't you think that's fair? Uh, absolutely, I do. Why do you feel like there's so many Republicans that don't want to talk about January 6th? Uh, I, I don't know. It, 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 you know, some people think it's a conspiracy theory and and Antifa. whatever, but yeah. it was but it was wrong, number one. And I agree with you 100%, Brian. When it comes to cops, hands off. Yeah. Hands yeah. off. Of course. Of course. You comply. They're doing you, their job. Of course. So... If I'm a Republican, which I'm not, but if I'm in your shoes and I'm a Republican, I'm embarrassed by Marjorie Taylor Greene. I'm embarrassed by Matt Gates and Jim Jordan. You know, I'm embarrassed by these people because I think they're the they're they're pretty much the face of the party with Donald Trump. You have Donald Trump out there holding uh, rallies, still saying he won the election in a landslide. Let's talk. You know, I talk to Republicans as an independent. I say, if you want my vote, and I voted for Republicans before, talk about the economy. Yeah. Give me a health care plan. You bitch and moan about Obamacare. Where's your Where's your health care yeah. plan? I mean, talk about issues that matter. And don't talk about Vladimir Putin as a smart, savvy, good guy yeah. like Donald Trump has the last that, several weeks. That was shocking. That was shocking. Is it shocking to you? Because it wasn't shocking to me. No, that that, that that was very surprising to me. But I agree with you. You got to talk about the issues. You got to talk about what's important to the people of the country. And as far as Green and Matt Gates and all those others, those are very staunch Republican representatives. That's why they're like they are. I just feel like there are some people that are just not living in reality. The people that think Donald Trump won the election, the people – and this is something else. I mean what you said about Sisolak I think is, is fair criticism. Uh, I'm, I think that's fair. We might not agree on everything, but I think some criticism – there was some inconsistencies. But it's some Republicans out there make it sound like Governor Sisolak just wanted to control people, and he woke up one morning and said, hey, I know how I can win re-election. Let's just shut down everything. There's no Democrat in this country that wanted to do that no. because it's not good for them politically. It's they did it for... because I believe they exactly. thought it was the right thing to do to save lives. Well, I, I'll give you where people misinterpret stuff, you know, and it's all how people – uh, process the information they get. There's a lot of articles, and you've probably seen them, Brian. Governor Sisolak, or Sisolak is against the Oakland A's moving here, and you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, that's not true. Not true. Yep. He's going to, you know, that's not true. The reason he's doing it, if you really did your homework, is, and good on him for doing it, unlike the Raiders and the other things, he doesn't want to have to raise room tax again yeah. to pay for the move. Right. So that good on him. He's trying to save money. Correct. But you won't hear Republicans yeah. say that, no, though. No, you won't. Most Republicans will say, oh, I have to admit that. No, you yeah, won't. Yeah, and it's, and it's unfortunate. You know, and, and let me ask you this, because I talked about this earlier in hour number one. A lot of Republicans want to talk about Hunter Biden's laptop. Look. I'd Hunter, love to see it. Hunter. Oh God, I'd, Hunter! I'd love to see it. Some of that, some of that porn stuff. Oh baby, I bet you oh, would. Oh my God! Not if it's underage girls. You don't want to see that. But uh, who says? But but in all seriousness, Hunter was never a politician, right? No, there's no question. He took advantage of who his father Absolutely. was. Absolutely. But until there's a law put in place, I mean. I read a story, and it wasn't fake news. Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner, they're estimating they made about $700 million when Donald Trump was in office. And now I have this story where uh, Jared Kushner got this $2 billion investment uh, from the Saudis uh, a few weeks back. And I'm thinking to myself, you want to talk about Hunter Biden's laptop? Okay, we know this. Hunter Biden was addicted to cocaine. Right. Uh, that happens. Did he get some hookers? Sure. Yeah. Um was he making more money than he should have and, and, and taking advantage of his father was? Sure. Yeah. But until you actually charge him with a crime, 
I don't want to talk about it because it's irrelevant to me. If Joe Biden committed a crime, sure, that's very important. We should talk about that. But everyone's like, see, I told you so. The laptop is real. Okay, well, what has he been charged with? What exactly did he do? What did he do? Was it maybe a little tax evasion stuff? Okay, let's just assume that that's true. Let's just say he did some things with his taxes. The same people that are going to go after Hunter Biden, Trump won't even release his tax returns. So it's like, stop it. Like, is that what we should be talking about? Hunter Biden's laptop? Jared Kushner, there's a story out, a $2 billion investment with the Saudi prince. You know, remember the guy, uh, Khashoggi, who who, who was dismembered by this? No wonder why uh, Kushner was so soft on that. Look at all the money they're making. So I'm like, listen, until there are laws put in place, which, by the way, I think there should be, you shouldn't be able to take advantage of who your family member is. It could be Joe I, Biden or anybody. I totally agree. But on the, what has upset a lot of people, Brian, and you know this, when Biden gets up there, I have no idea what my son has done in business. Right. I, I don't, you know. Well, I'm sure I, he's probably I, I'm, not a, I'm, I'm a totally aloof of his affairs yeah. where it's been proven mm-hmm. he's been. He's defending you know, his son. Correct. He's probably lying. But as I would remind everybody, uh, it was Donald Trump who still lies every day and and lied every day when he was president. Joe Biden is defending uh, his son. Right. He's probably lying. I'm sure he knows some of uh, Hunter's business. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Joe Biden. I think he's a little bit too old. Uh, He was not my first, second or third choice. It was an anti-Donald Trump vote. Let me ask you this. If Donald Trump runs in 2024, will you vote for Donald Trump? Uh, will he have some competition? Are there going to be people running? Well, I would imagine Ron DeSantis. Uh, him, but well, I would imagine. I, would think, yeah. I make okay. If if you if, don't like Ron DeSantis, and I and no. to be honest with you, I don't know why. I think he's doing. People in Florida love him. Florida, they say, is a great state to live in. DeSantis is doing a great job. He's very human as far as his philosophy, his thinking, the stuff he's trying to do for Florida. I like him personally. I don't know why you don't like him. Well, I'll give you a couple reasons. First of all, he lied and he tried to keep the COVID numbers uh, away from the media. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is uh, favoring him politically and uh, hurting the people there. I thought that when he attacks people for wearing masks or he's an anti-masker, he makes it political. I think that's also nonsense. I think the don't say gay bill, and that's pretty much what it is. Uh, Nobody in schools are talking about explicit sexual stuff to second graders. I don't buy that. Uh, They can't give any examples of teachers actually doing it. It's a politically charged bill, and it's nonsense. And uh, if a second grader or third grader raises their hand and says – Hey, what does gay mean? A teacher should be able to answer that in an appropriate way for a third grader. I agree. And, 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 he, and he's making it political, and it's basically a homophobic bill. That's really what it is. Uh, so those are just a couple reasons. Uh, you know, is he well-spoken? Is he a polished politician? Sure. But I didn't like the COVID talk, the rhetoric when it came to COVID with him. He made it political all the time. Uh, this don't say gay bill, his thoughts on abortion and everything else. Um, I think he's an extreme. I think he's too far to the right. I don't like him. Um, Would I rather have him as president than Trump? Yes. But uh, there's there's a lot of other Republicans out there that I'd rather vote for. Um, If Donald Trump runs against Hillary Clinton, which I think is a strong possibility, who would you vote for? Do you that would be Hillary? something. I hate Hillary. Yeah. Why do you hate her? Because she's been caught in so many lies. Her <laughs> and her husband, they've made a fortune. She, uh, from uh, people that I know that have de- have had dealings with her, she is a tough cookie. She is. She's smart, though. Oh, I she's very smart. Listen, Dennis, I didn't vote for her, okay? Very I smart. I don't like Hillary Clinton. I didn't vote for her. 
But you know what I'm going to say when you when you start the sentence say, "Well, she's been caught in too many lies." Then why would you vote for Donald Trump? You voted for him, right? Yes. Tw- twice you voted for him. Yeah. Right. And that's fine. I have a lot of friends that voted for Trump. But if you don't like somebody that lies, my question to you is, then why would you vote for Donald Trump? That's all. That's the only question I ask. I get it if you don't like Hillary. I didn't vote for Hillary. All right. Given I know you don't like Trump, but right. do you think what she did and the foundation did against the money she spent with the Russia hoax and all of that stuff? How do you um, look at that? So I don't think Russia is a hoax. I do believe Vladimir Putin and Donald Trump have some sort of very weird relationship. Trump will never say anything negative about Putin. I do think he has a lot of business dealings going on there. Um, If Hillary Clinton used funds to pay for Mm -hmm. an investigation that went nowhere, I could say the same thing about the aid investigations into Benghazi. I could say the same thing about Donald Trump trying to investigate Joe Biden and wanting Zelensky to invest. So I think it goes both ways. I don't necessarily agree with it. Uh, I don't like Hillary Clinton, but I can look you in the eye right now and say if Trump runs against Hillary, I'm, I would absolutely vote for Hillary uh, because I think Trump is a despicable human being. Are the Clintons corrupt also? Absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot of our yeah. politicians yeah. that are corrupt. I, I agree. Uh, it would be more of an anti-Trump vote, but I do think Hillary has a ton of experience. She's very intelligent. Corruption? Sure. Absolutely. Uh, I believe that's the only Democrat that can mm-hmm. right now, if you ask me right Interesting. now. Things can change in two years. Interesting. Right now, if you asked me who has the best chance to defeat Donald Trump if, in fact, we assume that Trump is running, which I think he is. Right now, I would say Hillary Clinton. Pete Buttigieg would have no chance. Kamala Harris would have no chance. Oh, no, no, not a chance at all. But Hillary just doesn't want to go away Mm -hmm. for some reason. Neither does Trump. (laughs) He's holding campaign (laughs) rallies. I don't see Hillary Clinton holding campaign rallies right now. I mean, Trump... Trump is holding campaign. Is my phone making noise? Trump is holding campaign rallies right now. Yeah. I mean, he's holding campaign rallies, attacking Joe Biden, attacking yeah. Democrats. I, I think the biggest fault with Trump, as far as lying, you know, and I agree with you, is probably more about his golf scores. And, uh, <laughs> Did you buy the fact that, that he got a hole in one? I heard a few weeks ago. Is that true? I don't That's know. I don't know. How does he swing a golf club? He's an overweight man. He's a big. He's how does he's, he swing? Oh God, he's huge. <laughs> You know, I watched in an interview with Oscar De La Hoya. This was like five or six years ago. It made TMZ. Oscar told me he would play golf with Donald Trump, and Donald Trump would cheat on the golf course about 20 times in a round. Oh, I could believe it. Yeah, yeah. I could believe it. I believe, personally, going back to golf now and politics, I've heard people say this, and I believe it. I think the person you are on the golf course and the way you act on the golf course is sometimes how you are in real life. For example, if you cheat on the golf course, you cheat in real life. That's what they say. There's there's two ways to really know, and I agree with you, Brian. Really no person that's either to gamble with them or play golf with them. So You're I absolutely throw, right. I throw my clubs, so I have a temper, but I never cheat on the golf yeah. course. I never have. Uh, if, if you're playing slow in front of Dennis Silvers, he will yell at you. So you are a very upfront, upfront guy. This is true. <laughs> as long as I've got a really big guy in my foursome, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was playing golf with Dennis a few years ago, right? And in front of us, it was a father and a son. The son must have been like eight years old. And the father dropped like five or six balls. Yeah. And he's trying yeah. to give his son yeah. golf lessons. <laughs> so we, we, you remember this. So yeah. we, we approached the tee box. And listen. I agree. It's, it's probably not the place to be giving lessons. And, and no. But Dennis goes, hey, you're going to just drop a whole bucket of balls and give your son a lesson, or are you going to get going? Come on, let's go. And the father looks at him, and the father's like, 
sorry. Like he didn't know what to say. And I was just, I was just, I was just standing there laughing. I'm like, that's Dennis. He's an upfront guy. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's one way to do it, and then there's. Come Dennis. on, Brian and I got to move, man. We got to move. It was pretty fun. Yeah. I mean, it was so slow. My shirt was going out of style. You know what I mean? Your Come shirt, on. Your shirt is out of style. Yeah. Thank you. But anyway, uh, Dennis, thank you uh, so much. Oh, for, pleasure, give out, Brian. Give out your uh, social media stuff if people want to follow you. I know you cover golf. Well, we do. Yeah, we uh, the nineteenth hole uh, podcast where we do. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on YouTube, on Twitter. Uh, you know, Fire TV, uh, Apple TV. We're all over. Uh, we do a live video podcast, do a couple of other shows. But if you like golf, just find us on uh, YouTube, 19th Hole Podcast for Golfers. Very good discussion, Dennis. Always, always I appreciate fun. it. Always Love fun. being here, Brian. Thank you. Always fun talking a little golf. And, and congratulations on Scheffler. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was that was that was a nice win. Uh, I, I praise God for that for that one. That was that, that was that was a nice that was a nice win. God told me to bet on Scotty Scheffler. Anyway, uh, that's actually not true. That's a lie. Uh, but anyway, tomorrow on the show, hey, we got the NBA playoffs tomorrow. The NBA play-on game start tomorrow, so we're going to have some very special guests tomorrow talking a little NBA hoops, and I'm going to buy Dennis a Robin Leonard jersey for his Love birthday. it, love uh, it. Yes, Dennis, thank you for being here. That's a wrap, folks. Everybody have a fantastic day. We'll see you tomorrow at noon. Bye, everybody. All right.